Welcome to Accelerate Performance, Collingwood's series of podcasts designed to help leaders and executives strengthen the foundations of their business and navigate transformational change. In each episode, we'll discuss topics related to board and executive effectiveness, organisational change and leadership transitions and development. These are all designed to help enable leaders like you who are responsible for driving business growth through times which are volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous. We hope you enjoy the podcast. our latest podcast in our thought leadership series. I'm Jennifer Parrott, Director of Consultancy Services at Collingwood Consulting and I'm joined today by Dr Paul Turner, our Associate Consultant, to discuss the topic of organisational purpose. Paul has an outstanding track record of business success both as an Executive Director responsible for multi-channel sales, for customer service and for HR before he moved into consultancy in 2006. He then gained his PhD in organisational leadership behaviour in 2011 and he regularly publishes papers and books on leadership as well as maintaining his academic links with several universities and business schools. Good morning Paul. Hi Jennifer. How are you today? I'm good. Good, good already? Yes, <laughs> Great. I'm a bit nervous about your questions but Hopefully we'll be okay. I'll be kind to you, don't worry. Thank you. Um, so, Paul, I know from our previous discussions that you're really passionate about the power of purpose and quite an authority now, really, on, on this topic. You've just completed uh, a white paper. What's, what is it that gets you so excited about the concept of organisational purpose? For me, Jen, it's all about motivation, energy and direction. When you think about purpose, you're thinking of things like why well, you're important how you can add value to your world, what makes you tick, what drives you. So purpose gives us focus, builds our commitment, and motivates us to achieve. So whenever we see a highly successful and committed person, we see a person with purpose. Yet, how often do organisations build on this? For me, it's about spreading the word and helping leaders develop the power of purpose within their organisations and their people. Yeah, we've we've all met these people, haven't we? You know, those people who are in control, who you, well, who you gravitate towards, really. You know, those people who are very purposeful and, and determined. I mean, in, in your white paper, you discuss the legacy of organisational purpose, about you know, how it's been around since the birth of mankind. But, you know, in business terms and in you know recent times, really, it's, it's a relatively new topic around boardrooms. Um, however, you know that that said, you do mention exemplars of of powerful business legacies. It appears to be quite a bit of a dichotomy, really. Well, yes, I mentioned several great purpose-driven leaders, uh, such as John Cadbury. And Cadbury opened his first shop in Bolt Street, Birmingham, in eighteen twenty-four. His original purpose was to reduce excessive alcoholic drinking. <laughs> and to do this, uh, he created Cadbury's delicious chocolate drink as an alternative to alcohol. Yet, that purpose changed, uh, certainly in specific terms. His sons built on it, and in later years, with an aspirational social vision, Bourneville emerged, the creation 
of an industrial factory with workers' housing and community buildings in a garden village rather than uh, what was then uh, a squalid and depressing inner-city area. Yeah, so it's quite it's quite a, a different way of looking at things, isn't it, really? I mean, you, you mentioned Walt Disney, how his mantra was to make people happy. You know, Hewlett and Packard, Jobs and Wozniak, you know, Jobs wanted to build build an empire built on quality and aesthetics to take on the big players of that time. And, you know, Wozniak, who had a social vision of education and communication, putting a, com- a computer into in, into every home, really. Yes. Yeah. All of these business legends and exemplars uh, had different purposes, um, yet one common denominator. They all started with the why before they addressed the what. Ah, the power of the why. Yeah, a favourite book of mine is Start uh, With a Why by, by Simon Sinek. You know, it can be a very powerful message and I've seen with clients how powerful the, the why can be, particularly you know, when, when they're going through, through change. Very powerful. And, and these great leaders inspired their people in different ways. Purpose-driven organisations will develop purpose-driven leaders with these leadership characteristics. But does it, does it take great leadership or does it fall to leaders to motivate and generate a sense of purpose in employees? Or is it, is it more intrinsic in those employees? Great question. My view is no. Not necessarily, it depends on the person. Let's think about postal workers, postal delivery workers. Their job is to deliver letters from A to B. A very small cog in a massive postal delivery machine. Such a job, uh, with its routine repetitiveness, will create personal motivational challenges. I've experienced postal workers who have let the job shape their behaviour, going about their duties in a demotivated way. Yet, more memorably, I've met postal workers who shape their job through a purpose-driven approach. They built community links, they connected to people, and they brought a smile to the faces of all those they meet. Now, these people, they were driven by the why rather than the what. They didn't need others to motivate them to do this. Yeah, my, my postman definitely brings a smile to the face of my dog when he when he brings him a treat every day. Um, I mean, ha- how many employees are being shaped by their roles then, rather than by you know rather than actually doing the shaping? How many employees are being you know emotionally engaged with their organisation's core purpose? Is that is that where the leadership comes in? Yes, uh, purpose-driven leaders uh, bring out the power of purpose in those that have yet to find this in their work, or maybe have lost it uh, in their work. But what, I suppose what I'm trying to get at is what makes a purpose-driven leader, you know, can, can you bottle that combination of leadership characteristics? Well, that would be good, wouldn't it, Jennifer? <laughs> I, I, I wish, but I think research can help us in this, uh, and, and certainly the studies that we've looked at in our latest white paper there indicate purpose-driven leaders will have several common characteristics. I've looked at a, a range of studies and that there's nine that constantly come to the fore. Uh, and I guess they won't be that surprising, but it's around high self-awareness, relationship building skills, drive, resilience, confidence, positivity, flexibility, innovation, and, and finally a vision, a vision with a goal orientation. 
Okay, so so all of this intrinsically makes sense, but where's the evidence behind this? I mean, what what does research tell us about the case for organisational purpose? I mean, it all sounds great, but you know, where's where's the data? Well, that's the exciting thing because the evidence for organisational purpose is compelling. Whether it comes from uh, Jim Stengel, who found that purpose-driven companies on the Standard and Poor market achieved a three. 182% increase wow. in performance, 382 compared to an average loss of 8% over the period looked at. Many studies uh, found that purpose-driven companies uh, achieved 400% higher revenue, 700% higher job, job growth, and 1,200% and increase in stock prices uh, compared to those organisations without a core purpose. And, and the white paper provides more evidence. 400% higher revenue. I mean, that, that really is compelling. Um, I suppose we've, we have seen it with clients, haven't we? You know, whether it's readying a company for sale, increasing EBITDA, increasing shareholder value. We've seen the, the results of, um, of a compelling core purpose and the organisation being engaged in it. Um, it seems a no-brainer, though, so why doesn't everyone do it? I mean, what's stopping organisations from being purpose-led? I think, I think it's down to us as well and, 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 and people like us uh, to, to, to prove that case, to make that case compelling, to build the evidence, to show it works. Uh, and, and because business leaders are busy. They have um, lots of priorities and responsibilities and it's very easy to continue doing what you've done before. So once you've built that evidence, you then, I, I think, need to make sure that it's presented in the right way and, and it's put in front of business leaders so that there's a, it, it, it's a clear and sustainable step change in business performance can be, can be shown. Yeah, I suppose it is. You know, it's a very different way of looking at you know, the traditional just vision and values, isn't it, and putting it up on a wall. It's a very, it's a very different... You'd need a leader there who's willing to put their head above the parapet a bit. So... What's the first thing then that executives need to consider when engaging their organisations in their purpose and strategy? Well, this won't surprise you, but a great start is to ask why. Ask why the organisation exists, for what purpose, and then an interesting exercise is to keep asking why, uh, because the, the, the answers initially will not get to the uh, core reasons for an organisation's existence. Yeah, I suppose the uh, preference would be to go towards the what and the how, isn't it, rather rather than yes. the why. So, again, you know, th thinking about your experience, what's the most challenging time you've come up against in implementing a purpose-led change programme? Yeah, the, the biggest challenge is, and, and generally, Jennifer, we, we tend to work with um, the executive teams initially uh, in, in the leadership team, and and the, the biggest challenge then is if the resistance or the lack of self-awareness is in the executive team itself. Uh, if you've got buy-in and commitment at that level, you can build direction and momentum and drive forward change throughout the organisation. But you, you really got to work at the, on the, with the top team initially to make sure that buy-in and commitment is at the level it needs to be. Yeah, I suppose that then generates the 
consistency of message, doesn't it? And and the fact that they are very aligned and driving it forward, then I suppose would be would be a lot a lot easier than just one person trying to drive forward such a visionary a visionary program. Okay, well, th- thank you, Paul. I mean, we're we're coming close to the end of the interview, and <laughs> you probably know what I'm going to ask you next, don't you? What's that? <laughs> well, it's it's always you know it's it's what our clients ask us. You know how how do leaders make this happen? You know how do they how do they capture the power of a compelling purpose and use it to drive bottom line success? Yeah, as identified in you know Cotter studies and other research. Well, the first step that that they will want to, to get to, and the first step in creating a purpose driven organisation, as I mentioned, why the why questions is is catalyst but it's to create a core purpose strategic map and having created that core purpose strategic map then there is an opportunity then to move forward and to communicate not just what they do and how they will do it but why they're doing it now most organizations um, have a strategic map but but very often they create this without taking that first essential step, which is asking why. Okay, that, that supports um, Simon Sinek, doesn't it, in, in Start With Why, where he states that people people don't buy what you do, they buy into why you do it. You know, his argument is by focusing on the why first, leaders can engage and motivate their people with a compelling purpose and vision, and the heart or emotions, if you like, as well as appealing to, to the head, the, the logic so setting out a logical route map in terms of what and how you'll do it but the power is the combination of the two approaches yeah it's not easy for leadership teams to bring alive the rhetoric and, and deliver on the aspiration in practical business focused ways but there are tools out there uh, tools that help to create a strategic route map and through using a clear practical tool in a transformational way an organisation can firstly define its purpose, set out its vision, make sure that it's got uh, related mission measurements and make, make sure that all of that is on a platform of strategic foundations. Strategic foundations, I refer to there, are the chosen business channels for, the, for, for that particular organisation. And of course, not forgetting the core values to create and guide winning behaviours. Yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, at Collingwood, we use the strategy wheel, and in, in fact, we've we've used it on ourselves. It's it's really helped us in our, our own transformation journey. But you know, creating it actually was was the easy step. Actually, the the pain is more in embedding it and bringing it to life. <laughs> or oh, challenge and excitement. Challenge and excitement. Yes, yeah. Challenge I find that if you've reached a point where you have buy into the purpose and the future direction of an organisation, then the execution is is relatively straightforward. Hard work. But, but certainly, once that direction uh, is sorted, once you've got the focus, once you've got the outcomes, then uh, relatively straightforward. Not easy, but things will build and change, will come about much quicker than, than ever expected. Yeah, absolutely. Building up that momentum is, is crucial, isn't it? And, and you're right, you know, it does. It then takes a life of its own, and, and it's a much more exciting life than, than before. Well, thank you, Paul. Our, our, our time's up. Um, thank you very much for all, for all your insights. If you'd like a copy of Paul's white paper, The Search for Organisational Purpose, then please visit our website at collingwoodconsulting.co.uk. Thank you, Paul. Um, <laughs> have a wonderful day, and uh, goodbye. Bye-bye.